0: Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig Your Story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online. Nigel the Shanghai Psychic Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Tiffany Patterson. Now, Tiffany is a fortune teller. She was originally from Hong Kong, now residing in Shanghai. Now, she predicted before the pandemic that something was going to happen worldwide. And she also does a live reading uh, of my star chart, uh, which is very, very interesting. And we also find out how she does readings for pets as well. But before we go, please go to a website. We're at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at podbean.com. We have VK for our Russian listeners, and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. At Tell Craig your story, we're on all the social medias. We also have a link tree there, which tells you where Tell Craig your story podcast is streaming. We are on all the major streaming services. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Tiffany Patterson on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Tiffany. How are you doing today? (laughs)
1: Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks
0: for coming on. Now... I hear your voice. It might be a familiar voice for (laughs) some listeners. Now, you are TRD and Fury from the previous podcast Mm -hmm. uh, that we did a couple of weeks ago. Very, very cool and interesting talk about burlesque. So you were like the, you know, making, doing the designs and the Mm. costuming, right?
1: Yeah, I do most of the costumes like for soloists and also for some trip dancers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you do your own performances as well? You do your solo shows? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I do my solos as well. And it's been, like, really fun. Yeah. And really, um, how do you call that, like, liberating. Yes. Yeah, it's very liberating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: now, you have a show coming up uh, next month, I do believe.
1: Yes, yeah, it's in the beginning of May, uh, the 7th and the 8th. If yes. anyone is in Shanghai, it's going to be at the Pearl. And it's, um, we're doing a Chicago Tribute.
0: Right. Mm. Um, and who do we uh, get tickets up from? Mm,
1: we, uh, you guys can get tickets from the Pearl, I think. From the yeah, Pearl? Yeah, from the official platform.
0: But mm. we're not here today, mm. Tiffany, uh, to talk about this. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, your fortune telling. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, when you mentioned it in the last podcast, I'm always very, very interested to sort of uh, hear about this. It's for me, it's very interesting. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are skeptical yep, and definitely. there's a lot of people that uh, really, really are into it and mm-hmm. really want to do it a lot. Yeah. Uh, we had Nigel, uh, the Shanghai Psychic mm-hmm. uh, last year. I'm still doing, you know, calling him up every four or five months mm-hmm. just to have a chat. I think it's really interesting <laughs> and cool yeah. to, to do that. So uh, firstly, in the pandemic, did you have to stop this completely mm. uh, doing fortune-telling?
1: No, uh, in fact, I actually got more bookings um, right. because uh, luckily I can do this online so it really helped in a way um and people will come with all sort of questions like decisions to make i have a lot of clients asking me you know like should i leave china should i come back mm. when am i gonna get my ticket you know like should i rent a house here yes you know like what's my plan you know when can i see my children when can i see my family there are a lot of these questions going on during the pandemic you know? right mm. also like job decisions like should i quit you know like maybe should i start a business and all that
0: And and for you personally, uh, did you have to sort of change anything Mm -hmm. like, like, uh, what is your normal sort of what, like working with the, you know, designing? So you didn't have to change anything really?
1: No, as an introvert, interestingly, it was like the most comfortable time of my life (laughs) in terms of like, I didn't make any excuse for not like going out to any events. Like there's just no events. So I can just happily stay home Mm. and just you know <laughs> do my work do your work yeah yeah it's yeah i heard a lot of like other introvert friends like artists were all just saying it's actually very comfortable that you know we finally don't have to find a reason to yes you know we don't have to make up excuses to say ah oh, we don't want to go to this event or, yeah we don't go to this party, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm <laughs> sorry yeah.
0: yeah and living in uh shanghai um you know, I when when it happened, I got out of the country very very quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, assuming you sort of stayed here, what was it like mm-hmm. living in mm-hmm. in Shanghai at the time last year?
1: Mm, I I was, yeah. I never stepped foot out of my house actually for three and a half months. I think, mm. and the first time I went out is to do a burlesque rehearsal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, I I didn't really I didn't exactly forecast the pandemic as in what's happening but I do know something big is gonna happen that's gonna like lock me in a space so I right. moved before the pandemic to a space that has a garden like a, a little villa house on the edge of Shanghai right. so I, it, I was really blessed that even though I can't really leave my home I still have outdoor space you know for my garden for my pets especially for my dog because a lot of people have problems walking their dog because right. they have to you know like go on full gear and they were like freaking out they have to you know like disinfected little doggies' feet like every yeah. time and everything is really stressful so yeah it was kind of like that yeah right mm-hmm.
0: so uh, you, you just brought that up and a very very interesting in the last podcast that you did that and I don't think too many people would have predicted or how could you predict the, mm-hmm. the pandemic but you know you, you just said that you had some insight before it actually happened so mm-hmm. so we'll talk about this a little bit more because i i think this is just <laughs> fascinating <laughs> it's you know? really strange yeah it's bit. <laughs> let's go back uh, you know let's talk about you mm-hmm. uh, let's go back in, into your sort of background mm-hmm. um so you were born in, in hong, hong kong. kong yeah
1: exactly
0: yep. yeah and uh tell me uh, what was it like living in hong mm-hmm. kong uh at this mm-hmm. time
1: uh when yeah i was born and raised in hong kong and then i come to shanghai uh to further my study when I turned 18 yeah. and to be honest uh, as much as I love Hong Kong it was well in a way the darkest moment in my life because mm. um, I was bullied my whole life <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I was really really ugly as a child mm. but at the same time academically blessed right so I'm basically an ugly teacher's path <laughs> so it's like the worst and kids automatically want to bully you and like mm-hmm. now that I grew up, I kind of understand, you know, like psychologically or like whatever. You understand why they do it. But when I was younger, it was it was really bad. So right. it's not so how, really a fun time. How,
0: <laughs> how, did, how did you deal with that? Like, mm. did you have like your parents' support or did mm-hmm. you have some some friends there that sort yeah. of helped you through this?
1: Actually, my parents, I don't think my parents ever knew I was being bullied. Right. Well, except when I was like in the first kindergarten school, uh, I got hit by a classmate. So my mom moved me to another school, which is well, actually a better school. So I was lucky actually, and and then it, it kept going, but I never tell them because I don't want to be like so dramatic anymore. Mm. So I basically, deal with it on my own. And uh, I would not say that's the healthiest solution, because uh, I do have have um have had like other girls that was from the school, but they were younger than me. That they would message me on Facebook or they would call me later in life. Well. My story become like a, a popular underground story at school. Right. So the girls who got bullied will look up for me and ask for help. Right. And some of them became really suicidal. Mm. And that was because at the beginning they they tried to hold it up or they try to digest it by themselves. Yes. So I would say I get really lucky. I was too much of a pussy <laughs> that I didn't really like hurt myself in any way that it's fatal or really bad. But yeah.
0: You're saying, you're, you're saying that you're you're ugly as a kid, but look at you now. Very, very attractive, very beautiful.
1: I got the <clears> how <throat> I got the braces. Right. Yeah, and that helps. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was just the teeth then that was sort of
1: Yeah, I had like I had this like teeth issue that makes me look like a shark.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. I don't know how to go, but yeah, like it's it's also just human nature where you know, like babies, animals, like they're drawn to things that they find beautiful. Right. Like it's just human nature. Yes. So I don't really blame anyone when I was bullied as a kid. Mm. Also, it's, yeah, naturally people like to hate on people that, like, you know, always want to like show off. Yes. You know, the academic yes. talent or whatever. So it's, it's it's natural. Yeah.
0: So what did your family do? What did your mm. mom and dad do um, mm. as, as jobs?
1: Yeah, uh, my mom and my dad are both, uh, they work in the field of social work. Mm. And my mom works for Hong Kong Red Cross, and Gross. my dad. Uh, later in his life, he started a tutorial school, mm. but he chose not to um build schools that are like for profit. So he chose like more areas that's not so wealthy in Hong Kong, mm. and he chose to tutor those kids that's for great. Like, a small amount of profit. For Chinese or, or English? Or? Uh, for Hong Kong people, Hong but Kong. mostly Chinese Hong Kong people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So not really for international kids.
0: So what was he tutoring?
1: Uh, he he has the whole tutor school that covers uh, language and mathematics and all that but yeah. he himself is really passionate in mathematics mm. so he, he does that a lot. You know, he has his own classes. And, all and, that's, that. and that's
0: why you were very <laughs> smart growing up as well? Yeah,
1: I think it's in the genetics. <laughs> <but laughs> the genes? Yeah, my mom is also really good at like calculating things. Right. Uh. Yeah, I always joke about like is this an Asian thing or is it a family?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and tell me uh, like what did you do, uh, what was your major? Mm. Uh, yeah. Going to university? Uh, so you come design. you come to Shanghai for... Yeah. <laughs> so so why did you come to... Well, what was your decision to come to Shanghai? With, mm. Like, well, I mean, the Hong Kong universities are yeah. world well renowned So mm-hmm. why did you go to Shanghai? Mm,
1: it's basically to run away. Because honestly, <laughs> I feel like with how I am and... You know, being bullied all your life, mm. you lack the social skills to make friends. You, mm. know, you become this weird kid that is also a bit like nerdy and geeky in a way. And I know for sure if I study in Hong Kong's university where a big part of the life is about socializing and, you know, a lot of your academic, like, results or whatever, like, it depends on how good are your social skills. Mm -hmm. And I'll be very, you know, like, yeah, it's not going to be good for me. So (laughs) I, I decided, why don't I change into another environment? And also, I was really interested in sustainability. And China, you know, is a big country that produces a lot of things. So I think maybe it's a good idea to come here, you know, like rebuild my life, maybe have a change and Mm. maybe that will help me to get out of my mentality as well because it's also natural that when you were stuck in the same space, you only believe this is the only way you can be. And all the people were kind of behaving similarly because of culture, because of upbringing. So Mm. I thought maybe by changing it, I can actually see my life in a different angle Mm. and maybe I can become a different person. So I came.
0: Mm. Now, did your mom and dad have this sort of fortune telling? Mm. Sort of, did they? Were they into this sort of field mm. of work?
1: Mm. My mom uh, knows a little bit about palm reading, right. which is quite curious. And we're both Aquarius, which means we're slightly more gifted right. <laughs> in fortune telling, <laughs> like, you know, spiritual
0: work and all that. Right. Yeah. That'd be your dad. No. <laughs> 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 no. So is he into that sort of thing, or is he just sort of no? I don't believe that.
1: <laughs> He's quite supportive though. Like when yes. when me and my mom were you know discussing about like palm reading, uh, when I you know like now share with them about my work. You know uh, a few days ago I was working for a, a watch like a luxury watch brand, hmm. and then uh, we're doing events. I was you know like doing like astrology constellation work, and I'll tell my parents, and they will discuss with me. Oh, how about my my life chat, How about my life path and all that? So, yeah. My dad is quite supportive
0: too. That's really cool. Yeah. So when did this gift, mm. you, you would say, mm. uh, when did this all happen? Mm. Like When did you sort of first notice it? You're saying that, your know, mom, I mm. uh, did palm reading, but when mm. did you start to realize for you this was something that mm. was interesting?
1: Interesting. I think, um, I guess I started to have this gift when I was really young mm-hmm. where there were times <laughs> if I didn't finish my homework if I don't really don't want to participate in a certain class if I want it so badly like something would happen to the teacher to the class that at the end like I don't have to hand in my homework or the ca- class got cancelled and that always becomes something weird and I always thought like maybe I have some like you know when I mean, it's a okay, kid you, you have some like special talents or whatever and then, when I turn, I guess when I turn 16, um, that's when I start to use tarot cards as my tool to try to be special at school in a different way, maybe mm-hmm. try to make new friends. That's when I discover okay, maybe I, I do have something. <laughs> because everything that I forecast about mm, some kids, like competition uh, results, academic results, uh, family situation, they all became true or some of them, I talk about their past and it I match up. So then I thought, oh, okay, maybe I do have something. Mm. And then I start to um, keep it as, like, um, as my tool to make friends. Because when people come to sit one-on-one with you mm. and ask about questions that they do care about, yes. and when you talk about their past, because talking about the past is how we make sure we're in the right energy space, that I'm like legit, I'm not just making things up. Yes. And that's when you get close to people very quickly in a mm-hmm. strange way, and and that's why I kept it as a tool. And then um, when I turn, I think when I turned twenty four is when I start to do it commercially. Right. Yeah. Before I always feel like I'm not ready yet to to read for strangers and to also get paid to do it. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, when I was about twenty four, I start to do it. Right. And I become a good source of income. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: So tell us, you're saying that at at the start you were using palm reading but now you use tarot cards.
1: Mm, palm reading is more when I was a kid with my mom, just for fun. Right. And uh, so I know, like, the more, the, like, fun facts about different lines. So it's not really about, like, serious reading. It's just, like, for fun, you know, like, life path, how many kids are you going to have, like, something interesting to talk about, mm. but nothing too major. Uh, and tarot is where I get more serious and deeper into, like, the, the spectrum of fortune telling.
0: Right. Yeah. Do you... Just do tarot cards
1: mm-hmm. um, I also do uh, astrology uh, Where you have like your birth charts, you know life charts. I'm also like um, There's like a Chinese way of doing it called the ba zi So ba zi is basically means like eight character Right and this eight character comes from the time the date uh, and the month and year that you're born and somehow with this eight letter and all the science behind it like all the elements behind it you can analyze someone's life and also his relationship with like his like parents and also with his children yeah Mm. so that i'm learning because there's too many rules and too many like things that you have to study in that's
0: that's really interesting Mm. so i'm always interested to find out like Mm. people are very skeptical about Mm. this sort of field of work and maybe that's because they don't know Mm. the whole Full meetings about it. So, mm-hmm. for you, what do you, what do you say to people that are very very skeptical that you know that are laughing at you and making <laughs> silly sort of you know remarks about yeah. about what you do? How yeah. how do you react to this? Uh,
1: well, I accept <clears> the fact that sometimes people look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's normal. But at the same time, I would encourage them to give it a try because mm. it's like medicine in the old days. People think it's witchcraft. But then now we know, you know, there's actually modern science behind it, and when it comes to fortune telling, uh, tarot reading is, uh, in a way, you can look at it like a like a psychology, like a therapy section, mm. where it's like art therapy. You know, you look at the graphics, you look at the drawings on the card, and you can have your own understanding of what it means to you, and maybe it's just a intimate conversation with yourself, you know, about your your present, and from there, it's easy to analyze the future because. Well, all our lives you know a lot of life path and life cycle they repeat themselves like history repeat themselves we have you know similar reaction to similar things most of the time so it's it's kind of like analyzing um life path Mm. like big data Mm. you know you you have all this like collective information collective knowledge i do believe like knowledge passed down through generation and somehow is in your subconscious mind so it's not really about like Crazy magic per se that you just blindly believe in like astrology reading and then today I have to wear this color I have to leave home at a certain time just because I want to be something. Yes, it's not really like that And I think a good a good section or like a good reading should encourage or guide people to understand maybe there's a certain fate in your life, but then you have control, uh, and also with your personality. How are you gonna like leverage on that? You know, for example, I like to tell people say they always like to ask about like my luck with money yes. and So, for example, let's say two people have their luck next month. One of them start to work really hard because he want to leverage on the luck. Then mm-hmm. maybe he turned his hundred dollars into a billion. You know? right. And maybe the other person think, Oh, okay, I have my luck anyway, so I'm not gonna work, I'm gonna be lazy and maybe you know, after a month he he pick up five dollars on the street and that's his luck.
0: So right.
1: it's it's in a way, you know, if you if you look at it in a very optimistic way, in a very positive way, hmm. it's about analysing yourself and your life and how to make the best out of it. Yeah.
0: No that's a great answer by the way. <laughs> Thank you. How do you prepare mm do you need a lot of time to prepare mm-hmm. for like a reading mm-hmm. and if it's for a, a person say for the first time that you've mm-hmm. never met before mm-hmm. or someone that you've read many many times mm-hmm. uh, is it the same preparation mm-hmm. or don't tell us about how, how you prepare for a reading
1: yeah, uh, for reading it depends. If it's about like uh, astrology, star charts and all that, I do need more time in preparation because I need to analyze the chart, I need to do a lot of calculations, I need to like cross match with different data to make sure like I'm talking about the right thing and mm. talking about the right time and date because it's always about the accuracy of doing when like, or when you have the luck of knowing what. And then uh, and then to guide people for example people ask um, when is the best time to to start my business or when is the best time to travel those kind of things and yes. you need more calculation and when you're talking about like tarot cards uh, it's more about the intuition and about the moment so for that uh, I do have a simple setup with like my little crystals and then I have like a little like mm, a tablecloth ish kind of thing you know i <laughs> on a table and I have my cards and then and uh usually that's the most basic setup to start. Like, you know, when someone just wanna have like a yeah, you know, at the moment they just say, Oh, I want to ask about this or oh mm. I want to reflect on this then that's how we start. Sometimes we also do uh like more advanced rituals that in, includes like maybe sage and other kind of work, like candles and all that. Mm. Then maybe we'll choose a time, for example, new moon or full moon to discuss a certain topic. And then we'll talk about energy and all that. But all the other extra ritual is just to help and guide people to understand they have to put their mind space at the moment and they understand, you know, like now is the time to be serious. Now is the time to open up and listen. It's always about doing things to talk to your subconscious mind. Yeah. So like that.
0: Right. Mm. And how has the, you know, how does the Shanghainese uh, community, how mm. do they react to this? Mm. And then the people from Hong Kong, mm. is it, uh, oh, I, <laughs> I don't know if I should go there. Yeah. You know, witches, demons, you know, <laughs> I don't want to know about my, my, you know, I don't want you to look at my future. I don't want to look at you to look into my past. Mm-hmm. How how have they reacted to this? Are The Chinese very oh, open to uh, this. Yeah,
1: um, because uh, in our culture we have our own way of fortune telling, but a lot of them is about calculations. Right. Um and so people, I would say people all around the world, you know, that can come to Shanghai. You know, like we're excluding all this culture that doesn't travel much. Um. Most of them are very open about this. You know, they have their own form of fortune telling in a way. Maybe they heard about astrology. Maybe mm. they heard about tarot cards. Maybe they heard about something else. And everybody is quite curious about their life. So most of the people are quite open. Mm. Sometimes I'll meet people that say, "Oh, I'm scared of like you know, hearing about my future. Yes. Like, oh, I just want to live at the moment. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to care and all that." There are also people like that, but yeah. I would say I don't find any cultural difference in responses or Mm. maybe i would say people from Hong Kong and Taiwan would be more excited because uh, at least in my generation we have listened about a lot of these on TV yes it got really popular at one time I think that's also why I got you know like curious about learning tarot cards at the beginning
0: because the you know you go onto the TV, even in Australia, mm. and you go onto these, you know, free free TV, <laughs> yeah. and late at night, and you've got mm-hmm. all these fortune tellers, and and uh, they got the crystal balls, mm-hmm. and you know, call up five dollars a minute, you know, ten dollars a minute. You so.
1: have these on TV. Yeah, in yeah,
0: and they can do it. They can. They can do it. And I think that's where the the sceptical, sort of Uh the people are like, what is this? This is just, Mm. you know. And and I had a... I told the story last time Mm -hmm. when I was in San Diego. I went to a a tarot card Mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. She was... Telling me about all these things, and mm. then she kept saying, "Oh, you need to come back, Craig. You're lost. You know, uh. you know. Just bring your credit card. We accept all credit cards. Nah. And know. just come back. <laughs> just give me your credit card it's number. A scam. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. A scam. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Well, I live in Australia, and I'm just visiting. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, how do you find mm. like a scammer mm. to like a someone that's like a genuine? Mm. General person that does it.
1: I would say, first of all, if anyone offer you to read your fortune for free, but they are a complete stranger, most likely it's gonna be like the opening of a scam. I would say ninety nine percent of the time. Right. And also, uh, if they ask you to, if they if it manipulate you in a way, saying that you have very bad luck, Mm. and then ask you to buy something, do a certain ritual, buy some crystals, candles, whatever way. Yeah, if they were asking scam. for money, definitely a scam. Yeah. And also there were times where maybe that fortune teller is not meant to scam you, but maybe they were not experienced enough or maybe yes. they were not compassionate enough. And all they do is tell you all the bad things that are going to happen without offering any solution or right. way to help you to... You, you, anyways, like you shouldn't leave a section feeling bad or worse. Right. You should always leave any fortune telling section feeling optimistic about life yes. and feeling like you could go on and that's like a yeah that's a big telltale of is it a sort of scale or like a bad reading and i usually tell my clients that you don't always have to come to me but if mm. you heard any bad forecast mm. that doesn't give you any good suggestion like forget about the forecast yes. it's usually also not true yeah right. yeah
0: and how often do you have your clients coming mm. in to see you mm. like is there a time limit uh, Nigel was saying that mm. there was one person that just kept coming 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 yeah. all the time <laughs> and it's like i'm not going to tell you like you know she yeah. wanted to hear what mm. she wanted to hear yeah and he kept saying that this is not going to happen mm. with, with the boyfriend yeah I um have, yeah. so so have you had any sort of experiences like that as well where yeah they just want to come you know
1: mm, yeah like that's yeah, for, uh, I have a lot of these clients as well, like Nigel, where they were very stuck in a relationship situation mm. and they just want to hear the answer or they yes. just want confirmation. And that's a very unhealthy sign. And mm. that's when I would tell them, you know, as much as I like to make money, I don't think that's a good idea. And I also recommend them not, don't go to other fortune teller because I refuse you because yes. you're just wasting money. That's right. It's and then I will start to try to encourage them to do meditation and Mm -hmm. to read some books maybe about like positive thinking Or about like law of attraction like just to try to guide them out of this uh, loop because otherwise it's it's really scary I've had like a a client that I refuse like later on my friend that her friends come to me and tell me that she spent maybe about like 20k RMB Wow, yeah in one month like just to go to different fortune tellers. And at the end, I think she got scammed really badly, that she met a bad one, to just keep making her buy candles.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, it does happen. I would say uh, for tarot reading, in general, uh, for tarot reading, we read about like short futures. Mm. And uh, I would say for the same question, uh, for the same problem, you only need to ask once. Right. And sometimes maybe the problem will lead to a solution. But then usually after you do the solution, you don't have to come back to me, it's already solved. Or if you make a decision and you want to check if your decision is right you can come back to me maybe after like two to three months right yeah but if I have people that come to me too often I'll often you know um, teach them about this and then tell them like it's not healthy to just keep going. Yeah. Keep asking. And then I will refuse them. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, after their knowledge about, you know, like how it works, they won't then go to other fortune teller or get stuck, you know, in all this like astrology websites and apps and just keep going until they listen, find something that they want to hear.
0: Yeah. Now do you have a good example of um, you know, someone that's come in and mm. you've given them some mm. some great news? Mm. Yeah, one example. Yeah.
1: Um, I lately I got a lot of like pregnancy good news i oh. There was like a, a a beautiful lady friend and she do um, breath work like energy work, and then uh, she came to me to ask about babies. And then I, we did a section. I give her some suggestions and all the answers. And then a few months after, she wrote me a very long WeChat message saying, you know, like I want to share the good news. You know, after listening to the suggestions, we change, um, you know, some arrangement. And now we have the baby, and it's coming. Wow. You know, at the certain month, and that was exciting. And uh, in the in the events that I was doing two days ago, there was like a girl uh, doing astrology, and she was asking me when is the best time to have a baby. And after looking at her charts, I say, "Well, your baby can come next year." And then five minutes later, she ran out to puke, like you know, just kind of puke. So, she's those kind of client that they were being skeptical, but then you know, they want to try. So they ask you questions with answers that they already know and see what happens Mm. just to see if you say something wrong that they can be like, nah, you know, like you're a scam, you're fake Mm. and all that. Mm -hmm. But then she went to you again. when she come back, she look at me a bit scared.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Wow. Mm. Now, in terms of like a a bad one, like, Mm -hmm. have you had like a bad experience as well?
1: Yeah, it's not a really bad experience per se, but negative forecast mm, mm. is unavoidable uh sometimes i forecast business failure sometimes i forecast like people who are cheating right. sometimes i forgot like um different types of lost um but in a way you know i do believe like if we have the fate to meet and the answers came out like this it must be the universe or the energies or your, or your inner self want to tell you something. Hmm. And it's always about how to raise yourself to prepare for this loss or how can you do the best you can so you avoid, like, damage. Yes. You know, so it's, it's about that. But usually at those times, you just have to be honest and tell your client. But also, I also believe it's our job as fortune teller to help them to change their mind in how the way they look at things. You know, it's like if... For example, if you fell on the ground, you can laugh about it and mm. walk on or you can sit on the floor and keep crying and yes. it's, it's up to you. So, yeah, it's about that. But unfortunately, sometimes I do see like negative futures. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, mm. you, it seems as if you've helped quite a lot of people mm. uh, with your fortune telling. You mm. said when you start when you're twenty around 24? Yeah, to 24? do it
1: commercially. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm. So what about for you, but mm. like can you do your own readings can you see the future for yourself Mm. and for your family Mm -hmm. like do you read for your family Mm. tell us all about that uh Mm.
1: i i I do read for my family when they ask me to Mm. Uh, i do not encourage constantly relying on this to check because then you lost the fun of living your life Mm. you know It's like reading a book and you read the ending first. Uh, That's not fun. (laughs) So I also don't do a lot of reading for myself unless if I feel like, sometimes I just feel like I have to. I don't know how to explain that feeling or sometimes when I have to make a decision that I know is gonna impact me maybe for like the coming five to 10 years, then Mm. I will try to consult the cards. So I will pull out my chart and look into it. And uh, lately, I think that's how I, (laughs) I discovered my future husband. And uh, we're jokingly say if I didn't predict it correctly, then it would be like, you know, yes,
0: (laughs) the biggest scandal in my career. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And with him, it's like I have I have this uh, two projects that were offered to me, um, I would say in about uh, January, December or December of last year. And they were both going to impact me for like the coming like three to five years. Um, one of them offer more money while the other one, I can see in the chat that that's where I'm going to meet my future husband. Mm. So I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) So you say that you have your future husband for next year, but you were talking Mm. off air that you have a boyfriend at the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I choose this project because that's, um, that's the project that like I was told like with, with the fortune telling that I'm going to meet, like my future husband is in this project and I'm going to meet him because I do this. And so I choose the project, even though it's going to bring me less money, Mm -hmm. but I do believe, like, yeah, I value my love life more, (laughs) but I I chose that. And then, uh, and the first day I went to the meeting and I immediately knew it was him. I have a certain type when it comes to, like, choosing my partner. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him and I knew it was him. And, and then, um, we, we tried to not get romantic during the first part of the project so it's more Mm. professional but after then like we get together immediately and now even though he's not my husband yet every day feels like we've already been together for like 10 20 years we feel like husband and wife and that's how we call each other and yeah that's really magical (laughs) very magical
0: Mm. very magical i wanted to talk about Mm. the the pandemic Mm. Uh, this is huge i mean like who could Mm. predict this you know Mm. And it's affected the whole world. Yeah. When did you get this first feeling mm-hmm. or sort of acknowledgement mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. This is something was going to happen?
1: Okay, I might sound a little bit more crazy here, but uh, I well, I don't normally do readings for the world, right? It doesn't make mm. sense to just like to read to the world. Like I'm not. I don't think I'm someone who can impact the whole world, so that's no point of doing it. Um, but it's it's like a the Christmas before the pandemic started I was doing a lot of like uh, readings in Christmas markets in Shanghai Um, a lot of people naturally because it's the end of the year they will ask me what should they do the next year Mm. and interestingly I have a lot of answers like a lot of the answers to the question is either to quickly decide a location to stay or quickly to grab onto like you know like the opportunity that you have make sure you get everything fixed before March Right a lot of them have these answers and then uh, so I found it quite interesting because you know that's not normal yes like because normally people won't have similar answers like different people have different answers Mm. and also at the same time it was the time where Hong Kong was going through like the protests right Mm. so I was actually asking when is that going to stop because I want to go back to Hong Kong to see my parents and the outcome is that the cards were telling me the whole world is not going to care about Hong Kong because they have their own things to care about, And uh, which is weird because politically saying, it's quite important yes. to make sure it's okay, right? So I was like, okay, that's also pretty strange. And then later on, um, I have other uh, questions about my own life decision, and the cast were telling me, okay, like you should also choose the location and stay there and make sure it's it's nice for you for the mm. next year. And then that's when I feel like, okay, maybe something big is happening because you know, like it's like all these collective answers, doesn't make sense. It's really weird and I've never seen it like this in, in my whole career. So then I know something bad's coming up and I've tell like a few friends around me that maybe something off is coming up. But of course nobody take it seriously. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that I'm not hey, gonna like, change. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna change any plan because of that. Yeah. And I also don't believe like compared to fortune tellers that has been doing their career for like fifty years, like thirty years. Like, right. I'm like a baby. I only do it for ten years. Yes. So I was like, "Ah, okay, I I do my own change and whatnot and see how it goes. And then the pandemic happened. Wow. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's for real. And yeah, it's, 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 I don't know how to express that. It's like, um, I'm sure like, you know, maybe, maybe like some of your listeners also have their own way of give. Like some people have Mm -hmm. vision, some people have Mm -hmm. feelings. Some people can hear things and it's this weird feeling that you can't really explain. Like, you just know, or like, somehow it's just it is.
0: Well, I don't know if anybody else has this, but mm-hmm. I have this, you know, it's happened a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I just forget about it. Like, you mm-hmm. have like a dream. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if dreams are, mm-hmm. but I will dream something, mm-hmm. and then maybe three or four months later, I'll be mm-hmm. like,
1: ah, I've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're also quite gifted. I don't
0: know. (laughs) Let's talk about deja vu. Uh,
1: Yeah. I would say, actually, um, all of us, Mm -hmm. even, like, animals, like, all, you know, like, we have have our intuition and we have subconscious mind. And actually, you know, putting fortune telling aside, like, every day you walk out, every day, like, in your waking moment and even in your sleep, your subconscious mind is collecting a lot of information. Mm. And it's already, like, Like a computer processing it for you. So, in a way, actually, people who are more sensitive in a certain part of life, or if they have a very analogical mind, you know, they have the talent to forecast something because, as I say, you know, things usually happen in a similar way, people react in a similar way. Mm. So, it could be that as well, you know, even though we put it a lot, say, gifts and talents, and you know, and there's like a different spectrum, but then. You can also explain it that way as in you have your subconscious mind doing the work for you and you have your intuition doing the work for you like sometimes people feel like uh, I'm in danger right some people react to it and they might escape from some type of danger some people stop believing in themselves and they would be like yeah, probably just overthinking and then they might get into an accident it is something like that and mm. I think yeah it's, it's, it's up to a different person or some people put more effort in developing it they listen to it their self more and then they become someone who's like a psychic or someone who is actually really good at, like
0: you know yes. avoiding
1: trouble and maybe there are people growing up having the environment telling them oh, you know you're crazy or like it's not like that mm. or like, the tv or media we were at like an era where it was always about science data and facts and maybe they stopped yes. listening to themselves and then they, they lost the gift but i do believe most people have it they're like, all people have naturally
0: is just how you develop so I wanted to talk about personally now like why I are, are you not able to you know mm. predict lotto in mm-hmm. the lotto numbers or mm. why can't you go to a casino mm. at a certain point and go hey jackpot mm. you know why why can't you do that mm. as a you know a tarot reader or mm. someone that predicts the future mm.
1: Well, I, I think technically you can, but most of us would not use the talent this way, use the gift this way, because um, we do believe in energy exchange and we believe in karma. So you can't you yeah you can't really use your talent for selfish gain, unless you just say, okay, I want to win this lottery and donate all the money to like, a, you know, maybe like burn victim or like tsunami victim or earthquake victim. Maybe that might happen. But yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think we do that for ourselves like it's never for selfish gain and yes you do true. you do pay a price if you, if you use your, your energy that way and you know for example in Mexico there were like you know white magic black magic where black magic is about manipulating people falling in love getting mm. money you have a big price to pay that's also something that I would not recommend and when it talks about money and abundance, what we usually do if we want more abundance for ourselves, which is also natural, you have to eat, you have to stay yes, alive. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we do yes. like rituals and when we like make wishes and all that, what we will do is that we hope for abundance, but not just for ourselves, but you know to make our life better, so we can reach more people and help more people. So then we're not gonna get like crazy rich. Like I can afford a private jet, but maybe I can, you know, make sure. My pets were all fed. I'm well fed. You know, like I have like a place to live under that I can serve more people. Something like that. Yeah. So you don't see most of the fortune teller getting crazy rich. It's right. so really not about that. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. all about uh, like a, a passion and giving something back to, and yeah. to make people happy. Yeah. Uh-huh. To
1: surface, it's like some yeah. people have artistic talents mm-hmm. and they use it in creating and in innovating.
0: Something like that. Has some of your readings from the past mm. uh, become true for you?
1: Um, for myself? Or yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah, for you.
1: Yeah, for myself, uh, as I say, I don't read so much about myself. Mm. I would say the biggest one that I'm looking forward to see if it's really going to come true and how true it became is I, I secretly forecast the date that I'm going to marry.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> and we'll see if that happens. <laughs> yeah and then uh i get more feedback from my clients and my friends where some of them uh, will will email me or write to me and then from facebook which are whatever telling me oh you know like the things that you told me two years ago they do happen or like the decision that you helped me make five years ago now lead to the path that you forecast for me and because we have that discussion many years back i'm more well prepared or like i'm more happy to accept what come my way instead of just you know, feeling lost or frustrated or even angry, and mm. that was pretty cool.
0: Now, what would you say to someone that is thinking about mm. sort of doing this mm-hmm. as like, a, can you do this as a profession? Mm. Is mm. you know, are you able to make like enough mm. money to sort of do this full time or? Uh,
1: it's really about location, timing, and how you market yourself. Right, but. Putting those aside, I would not recommend anyone that doesn't have enough private experiences and they hasn't have enough practice Mm. to do it commercially and to work for other people because Mm. um, we're not doctors, but then I do see ourselves like psychologists or therapists in a way, you know, like your words have power, your speech have power, you know, and you have to make sure you're responsible for that so that you're not just randomly leaving like bad seats in people's mind and like freaking people out and that needs a lot of practice privately to make sure you don't do that and also studying psychology
0: helps so so that's what i was saying Mm. like so do you have to study it Mm. or is it just a gift Mm. and is it difficult to build Mm. like a business Toss,
1: toss. It it needs training if you want to do it professionally yeah. if you want to do it for fun then you have a gift then you just you know you, you snowboard from there right. like, to do it professionally you you do need you know training and you can either like uh, the I'm sh- I know there are schools out there even though I didn't participate in any schools mm. uh, there are schools out there there are a lot of resources on YouTube uh, you can always like read books like written you know by a lot of um, older generation talents uh but yeah, you, you, you do need to train yourself like, because it's like anything, right? You, you might be gifted in, in painting, mm. but to become like a professional designer or professional artist, you have to go through a lot of training. You also at the same time have to learn about business. You, know, you have to learn about branding, maybe you have right. to learn about communication skills and how far you go down, you know, like the career depends on how good you are in other spectrum, for example, maybe you're really good at branding and marketing and you can get bigger jobs. Maybe right. you're too shy, you're not good at like promoting yourself, then you were just limited in a certain area. Or maybe if you're very gifted in social media, <laughs> then you just go really far internationally. It it all depends on that. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the more uh, unusual things that I've heard, we talked about a little bit earlier, is yeah. that you actually can do readings for pets. Is this yes. true, <laughs> Tiffany?
1: Yes, yeah, this is true. And, I, I discovered it uh, randomly. Like one time we were just jokingly doing it at a friend's house and then it turns out to be true. I asked cats about, like, <laughs> ask the cat about like, her owner and it became yeah. true. How so does then, it work? <laughs> so then I start doing it as a habit. And basically, you just I use tarot cards, and I will invite the the animal to come over and choose cards. Some pets are very eager. Like I have puppies that just run to me and like choose cards. <laughs> <laughs> and there were also also like little animals that were like more avoidant, where they would be like turning their heads away from the car and refusing it. And I think the most interesting one that I've ever done is to invite like a a, a gray cat. Like I met wow. him, like at a store like around the corner um, of like a flea market I'm doing that like I was also working in and then uh, the 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 lady the girl was asking me, oh, can you do reading for my cats?" And I was like, yeah sure. <laughs> and then we pulled the cats and then the cat um, I usually would ask um, the the little fluffy friend to pick three cats yeah, and that cat only picked two and she refused to get the last one. And I was like, that means something. Yeah. And when I read the cast, I tell her, okay, she have two owners. You're only one of them. And now she doesn't want to decide which owner to go to.
0: Oh. And the girl
1: was like, yes, like me and my sister have her for a long time, but now my sister is getting married and we need to part our ways. So we don't know who should keep her for the majority of the time. And then she asked me then, what does my cat think? And I tell her, well, your cat prefer the food from your sister but then she liked to hang out with you more. And turns out her sister is more wealthy, so oh. she her more delicious snacks, but then she get more play time with the girl. Oh. And that was really funny, because, you know, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer, like, from the cat is like a kid, you know, is telling her, oh, I like the snacks. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the sister, but I like to play as well, and I don't know, I don't know where to go. <laughs> it was really cute.
0: Now, when can Craig get a reading <laughs> from, from you?
1: Yeah, we can do it now if you want. Really? Yeah. This is your astrology chart. That's how it looks like. And um, <clears throat> so to start with, the most interesting thing, or like the thing that first jumped out is that all of your stars, or like most of your stars were staying on the right-hand side of the circle, of like the, the charts. And it means that actually a um, big part of your life is already like fate. It's like fate arranged it for you and your mission in this life is how do you react to it and what do you learn and understand from it there were also another type of people where the stars are heavily on the left hand side it means mm. that their life is more about taking responsible like responsibility for their own choices and their own mm. decisions so that's like the first thing i see about you you are quite heavily gifted and at the same time challenged in your career field you. so you have you have talents in many things um, about like creativity, self-expression, but sometimes because you're too gifted, you might be challenged about like time management and you know when to do what and you mm. have too many ideas in your mind and you just don't know how to arrange and analyze them. But if you can break through these challenges, you know, at the end of it, it's it's your success. So there's a star like there are a few stars there that talks about that in, in the house about Korea and also at the same time let's see so your, your sun your solar sign is um, Libra so it means like um, yourself is someone who actually are naturally attracted to art and I'm naturally attracted to things so like you know beautiful balance relationship you're curious about people you're curious about relationship that's you and your moon sign is uh, Pisces, so your soul, like what's what are you inside, is someone who's very sensitive with emotions, feelings, and also you're quite actually curious about spirituality and mm. about you know like all these things that you know like think yeah spirit spiritual stuff are things that you're also quite curious about, and your rising is um should I forgot the name of it I think it's Aries in English, yeah.
0: Aries, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think it's Aries in English. So this is your rising, which means like um, you seems very straightforward when you work or like when people who work with you or when you're at your work face, like when you face the society of people, you seems quite straightforward and you want to get things done quickly and efficiently. And this side of you is a bit contradictive to who you really are. So I would say it often takes time for people to understand you or people if people don't have patience to try to learn about you and understand you um you will probably get misunderstood so this is also like like a lesson in this life to try to find a balance between it you know because i also feel like maybe there were times that people thought you were straightforward or you seemed quite straightforward and then when you start to know them more and you like to talk about emotions and feelings about your life you find out people getting impatient and don't want to listen to you because your, your mask or like your out your outward side attracts only people that want to do things like cooking fishing so there might be contrasts like this but you will also then keep friends that really want to stay along because those are the ones who want to take time to know Mm. about you it's pretty cool so another good news is about like marriage and relationship if you are you curious to know about that sure okay always curious (laughs) let's see so about your marriage and the relationship um your partner is going to be someone who is very gorgeous was very charming and then uh, it's also someone that you know when you two unite it's gonna bring abundance in your life like abundance as in like money and also like a better lifestyle Mm. or like just um a better way of spending money per se like you two are gonna have like a really beautiful like marriage life you know maybe you use like better quality products you know Mm. she's gonna be like someone who's really good at like managing you know like just to make just to make the household life very beautiful Right. yeah And also it's going to be a very uh, communicative relationship where, you know, like, as I say in your soul, you crave for connection, communication, Mm. feelings, and your partner is is able to give you that. So be very happy and natural in the relationship where you'll be allowed to talk. Mm -hmm. You'll be allowed to feel, instead of just people like chopping you off or like really listening. Yeah, it's pretty nice. What else do you want to know? Career. Korea. Do you want to do a forecast in the coming few sure. years? Let's see how it goes. You got, your partner is you're going to meet your partner when you work. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Or if you already have your partner, then you're gonna, you have your partner when you work, but I haven't checked the your, we have this like chart here at the ring where it shows like which year, what kind of luck or like what kind of, uh, which stars is giving you like more impact and mm. energy. Okay. So let me check. Wow okay so you are at the age um, from actually from two years ago 2018 to now these are the years where you feel like you're discovering your life mission who you really are and what you're here to do Um, it is when like the north star it's like really impacting you and the star lands on the house where it's about relationship with children or your inner child and I would say, um, looking at the stars here in your past life, you might be someone who is very, um, influential, impactful in a society and in a community. And maybe that part like makes you feel like you, you lack, you lack a time to talk to your inner self and you lack a time to really communicate or discover your feelings and coming to this life. Um, that's why you're here to do, you know, to, mm. to listen to yourself more, to analyze, like, what kind of feelings are true to yourself, what feelings are impacted by society or people around you. Maybe people will somehow manipulate or influence to feel a certain way um, or will make you feel guilty for certain things or, like, for certain decision that you do, maybe to chase for your dream or to do certain things. And this life is about, you know, finding, you know, like, the truth. Nice. It's about talking to you and yourself, and the past two years to now, it basically like that's what you've been doing. Mm. And then um, <clears throat> oh, and then the coming two years till two thousand twenty three, it's about really officially graduating from this from this um topic, and then uh, really like let yourself go and leave a really new life and a new path. Mm. I would say by two thousand twenty three, you feel completely like reincarnated (laughs) in a way you'd be very liberated um, from a lot of things that you get stuck especially about your own decision and personality and feelings in the past so then immediately your reward that's when your career is gonna take another like Mm (laughs) height
0: yeah yeah
1: and i would say that comes because you have your own enlightenment that's when you are going through like the this 10 years is basically the sun, the solar. It's giving you all the energy. Like, that's the big solar luck. And then like, especially, uh, during 2023 to 2025, it's like, you will feel like a big, um, strong energy or like a really big, dramatic change in your life but in a very positive way. Mm -hmm. And I would say, yeah, take, really take, uh, these years to, to pace yourself, you know, like to really, you know, if you have things that you still want to try out, have things that you want to discover, mm. have things that you want to feel. Yeah. You, you're always about feeling something. It's not exactly about what you do, but how you feel. Mm. So take your time to, to feel like you're in a child play, yeah. do whatever you want to experience. And then you're going to have your enlightenment and then you're going to have a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah.
1: That's how it is. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think for health, it's actually related to that too. If, if you can help yourself to to accept and, and let go and don't get too stressed about being misunderstood or try to find an outlet that you can talk more about your feelings and emotions and mm. get connected to your inner child like this, then you feel happier. But otherwise, I don't see any big health issues. Usually sure that's also what people are concerned
0: about. Right. Mm. That's really cool. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It's
0: very interesting. Can you, so, can you look at or so, can you see like i'm always interested at my music mm. because my music mm. is like a yeah. huge part yeah it's a hobby it's always been a hobby but i would always want it to be a career even mm-hmm. if i'm not playing music then oh. i want to mm. help other musicians you know mm. promote other music so mm-hmm. um, what does the stars say for this for mm-hmm. like, because yeah always creative mm. always yeah. wanting to make Mm. music wanting to be mm. trying new things you mm. know so
1: okay uh from what i see here i would say you have well, remember i said you have that challenge about like trying to manage your time mm. because of your ideas better right and somehow management skills is the thing that like when you have sorted out that's when you can go further in in your creative career Mm -hmm. and also um from the stars here what i can see is that also don't over stress on the fact that you haven't been able to do it yet because it's your fault it's just fate you know it's not the right time yet but the time will come like Mm -hmm. like when you have that enlightenment when you're finally like find your own truth you also discover from all these ideas there were one or two things that you really want to focus on you will find you will find your angle and you'll be able to do it and I would say um, with like your relationship like Mm. it will help as well yeah and um, yeah somehow um, interestingly with marriage Mm. (laughs) it's gonna help Mm. maybe it's someone that you know when you have that party in life probably it's also someone who is very passionate in this mm-hmm. I would say 95% sure. yeah someone also very passionate in this yeah you guys are gonna be a power couple and mm-hmm. to do this together and that it will become like a, a life goal or a life mission that you're very passionate to pursue and by that time it will not you won't be doing this you don't need to think about money when you do this mm, when ah. the time comes because you do have um, so the second house is about money and abundance and you have Taurus in it and Taurus is in charge of that house it's just that you don't have any stars in that house to fuel it up to power it up but the star lands in your marriage house mm. so when you find a partner we, could, we say marriage but then it means like life partner and life partner is also means that when you find someone hmm like your mirrored self you know like that's how we we look into partnership so it's really about that moment of your life where you find your true self that's when you're gonna like attract the partner to come into your life like that would be the moment then you start a very different life Mm. in terms of you know spirituality in terms of career in terms of you know relationship everything is gonna be quite different but in a very happy way so even though like this few years seems more like like a struggle it seems difficult because you know finding your true self and It's not easy right to wiggle through all this to face yourself to
0: It's a tough time for everybody yeah. I think not just uh, not yeah. myself like yeah. uh, we're, we're stuck in a yeah. place where I can't see my family just like mm-hmm. you yeah. and um, As much as everybody else I want to be yeah. home. Yeah with exactly. my family and friends yeah. Mm. but I've got to do Mm. what's,
1: you You need to Interestingly, I would say the pandemic actually helped you because as I say in your past life, you were awfully influenced by your peers, by people around you. Mm. You might not be very sure, you know, the way that your response to things or the way you feel things. Is it because of peer pressure or Mm. because of that's how you really want to think and feel? So by being isolated here alone, it's a very good time to get it clear and after you get that clear, everything is in a way sorted out.
0: Mm. I've been here for five years now, and mm. uh, the self confidence mm. since I've been here has <laughs> been through the roof. Mm. Yeah. Like when I get back to Australia now, I'm, I'm more confident, yeah. I, I, and I know exactly. who mm. I am now.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's amazing how having a little bit distance from from your roots from mm. your peers it helped you to see a new perspective and it helps you to change yeah
0: definitely and you've mm. got to change you've got to survive you've got to mm. adapt you've got to adapt yeah um, <laughs> and especially in china it's mm. not the it's not like a english-speaking country yeah. you've got to fight you've got to survive mm. it, uh, it's made me a stronger person definitely
1: yeah definitely so, i'm happy I'll, for you <laughs> Learned a what
0: <lot. laughs> mm. but thank you if someone wants to do this mm-hmm. How do they get in contact with you? Mm. Like um, uh, so, domestically in Shanghai, uh-huh. like can they come to see you for a reading? Yeah. Tell us all about it.
1: You can add me on WeChat. Mm-hmm. It's Tiffany Patterson. Uh, you can also, if you were overseas, I also do online reading. So right. you can contact me maybe on Instagram. It's also Tiffany mm-hmm. Patterson. Facebook is the same. Like anywhere is the same. Um, and uh, yeah, just contact me online, uh, we can arrange. And if you were locally in Shanghai, then we can also do face to face reading. But for the moment, I'm quite overbooked, so I only accept face to face reading for one hour or up. Otherwise, awesome. online reading, I usually do it collectively at night. Um, or maybe sometimes I do events uh, for brands or for markets, and yeah. Awesome. Then that's when you can also do face to face reading.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything that you uh, would like to say?
1: Mm, I would say, in general, I like to say, you know, like positive thinking. Yeah. Always attract positive things. Mm. So no matter you believe in fortune telling or not, no matter you believe in fate or not, I think positive thinking is the strongest or so like the most powerful tool you can have to go through life happier.
0: And is there any predictions that you have sort of had mm. at the moment? Like, mm. like- worldwide instead of in general because you know it's always interesting like mm. uh like the people come up to you and say mm. who's going to be like the next president or
1: well i saw something about the royal family when i was asking about the pandemic because i have a client asking me should they leave england mm. and then things were starting to happen like last week or a few days ago you know with...
0: i think one of them passed away right? yeah and
1: yeah uh i would say the The biggest forecast I've seen is that, um, a lot of the old ways that, um, we, you know, we see power, we see control, like the way we are, the social hierarchy that it was, um, is changing. And so don't limit yourself into thinking that I'm only stuck in a certain social hierarchy because of what I'm born with, you know? Try try to take time to develop more like in terms of you know subconscious mind, spirituality, be mentally strong. That will help to go for a long way in wow. the future. Yeah. All <laughs> I right. think that's all I can say. Like the other forecast is just yeah, it's just weird and not really necessary. All <laughs> so right. I'm not gonna say those.
0: That's great. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tiffany, you have a gift. A very very talented person. You're doing the cabaret. You're doing uh this. It just seems like uh very very positive. You've, you've just got a good, a very positive vibe. Mm. Very happy and uh, mm. where you are at the moment from where mm. you've come from. Mm. Um, is a bit of an inspiration to other sort of people. So. Uh, okay. keep, doing, keep doing what you're doing <laughs> Thank you. and uh, maybe come back on mm-hmm. uh, another time give us a bit of an update on, mm-hmm. on how, how your business is going. Mm-hmm. And, That'll be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and all the best. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your
1: beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, bombs, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling,
0: and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients. Visit victoriangrooming.com